You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hey, how's everybody doing? Okay, as I said, I am your host, Michael C., and I want to welcome you all to uh, another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Okay, what I have for you today, I've been wanting to do this episode since last year. Um, everyone knows that uh, October is a big month within the, the cuckolding community. It's referred to as October. And last year, I did an episode where I talked to multiple cucks about chastity. And I wanted to do something similar this year. So what I did was I spoke to the wives who enjoy chastity, the key holders, as they're referred to. And I just wanted to talk to them about how they got into it, what they like about it, what they don't like about it, how it makes them feel. Just kind of giving a, a woman's perspective on what chastity is all about. And, you know, these made for some very fascinating conversations I think that, that, that people will learn a lot. You know, it'll, it'll give people a lot of insight. I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, but one thing that I want people to keep in mind when they listen, understand that for you, the listener, you're going to hear me saying the same stuff over and over because what I did was I posed the same set of questions to each woman. So keep that in mind that even though you're hearing the questions over and over, for them, it is their first time hearing it. Also, I wanted to keep this, this episode focused on, to keep it focused on chastity, meaning I wasn't interested in how they played with their bulls or what kind of bulls they played with or anything like that. Like, this was not about me exploring their cuckold dynamic. It was strictly about keeping the focus on chastity and that, and that alone. So... I'm sure that there'll be some points that you'll be listening where you'll, you'll wish that I kind of went into more detail about something that someone said, but I didn't want to get off track. So it was important to me that I kept the focus on chastity. Now, uh, some of the women that I interviewed have been on my show before, so they have four episodes to kind of compliment. So you can kind of go back and learn about their dynamic. And some of the women were new and I haven't done a full episode with them yet, but understand that, you know, a full episode is coming. So if you hear someone whose voice sounds new, but I haven't talked to them at length yet, you know, just relax. A, a full, a full interview is coming. Another thing that I wanted to mention is one of the things that was important to me about putting this episode together was the emotional aspect of, of, of chastity. Um, so much focus sometimes is placed on the physical component of chastity. And I feel that sometimes people kind of gloss over or rush through the emotional aspect of it. So it was really important to me to find women who not only did it and weren't just doing it to, to make their husbands feel good, but that they actually enjoyed it. They actually got off on it. It was something that they were passionate about. It was something that they enjoyed. 
because I wanted to, uh, I wanted other women to hear that if they're new to this, that it's possible to get to the point where you actually get pleasure out of, out of locking your husband up. Because I know in the beginning, some women can, you know, can be really nervous about that and they don't know if it's something that they can get into. So it was important to me to have women who you could hear the joy in their voice. You could hear in the way that they talked about it, that this was something that, that they truly did enjoy and that it's something that truly brings them closer to their husbands. So hopefully I did a good job at, at picking those kind of women and hopefully you'll be able to, to pick that up in the way that they talk. Also, I wanted to give each woman enough time to kind of talk about this. So each segment is about 30 minutes long, um, 30, between 30 and 40 minutes long. And I talked to 10 different wives. So this is going to be a multi-part episode. You know, I don't want to have it condensed all into one because I know some platforms, if you pause it or close it, it'll take you out and you won't be able to get back to the place that you were. And, you know, that's fine if it's only an hour, hour and a half episode. That's different when you're talking five or six hours. You know, no, no one wants to lose their spot there. So I'm just going to do this as like a five or a six part series, depending on how I break it down. But I think that everybody will enjoy it. I had I had fun doing it. You know, um, I wish that from a sound quality standpoint, things could have been under optimal conditions, but they weren't, you know, these women are busy, you know, they're, they're mothers, they, they're professionals, you know, they don't always have free time. So some of these interviews were done with them on the phone in a car while they were driving, you know, late at night where they had to be quiet because the kids were asleep. So, you know, hopefully the sound quality won't take away from your enjoyment of what they're actually saying. But I just wanted to let everybody know that, you know, there are some episodes where the sound quality is not where I would have liked it to be, but it was more important for me to get the content. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Like I said, I had a blast doing it. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing the comments that everybody has when it's all done. So uh, without any further ado, uh, let's get into the episode. Thank you. All right, everyone, I want to welcome you back to the Keys and Anklets podcast and today's special uh, October episode. Uh, this episode is going to be a compilation, and we are talking to the key holders, the women that hold the keys in, in their relationships with their cucks. So the next segment, I want to introduce you to Z. Uh, she is a wife in a cuckold slash, I guess, FLR dynamic. Actually, how would you explain what your dynamic is? Um, it is definitely FLR based. Um, that is our main focus. And then um, also, yeah, hot black tackle tackle. Now, obviously, people can hear and I can detect it that you have an accent. Can you kind of tell my listeners where your accent is from? Yeah, so um, I'm South African and I'm in Canada about 10 years ago. And I actually met my husband in Canada about eight years ago. Okay. So like I said, this, uh, this segment is going to deal exclusively with chastity. So I'm not really going to go into the, you know, even though I know my listeners would love to hear it, we'll save that for your, for your full episode. But today we're just going to talk about 
uh, chastity and how it's involved in your dynamic and your thoughts and feelings on it and everything. So what I want to get to first is how did the idea of chastity first came up? Like, when do you remember the first time you ever heard anything about chastity? To start off, um, I used to be the most vanilla person in this world. So I didn't really know what paying with chastity was. Mm-hmm. Um, if my husband, he knows lifestyle very, very well because he wanted to be a, a cuckold for most of his adult life. So after he introduced the cuckold idea to me, he started to bring out other kinks that he was interested in. Um, and one of the things was chastity. So for me, it was kind of weird. Um, I really didn't understand why. Um, because we had a great sex life. We had right. sex twice a day. Um, and I didn't understand why he wanted to stop that. But I guess one day he just ordered it online and I got home and it was on him and he handed me a key. And I was very excited, but kind of confused at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when the idea was originally brought up, uh, were you against it? And if you were, what was it that finally swayed you towards at least trying it? So, because I, I, I don't like researching or Googling stuff, mm-hmm. so I just believe everything should just be natural. So when I saw the excitement in his eyes when he handed me that key, I it's like I'm not gonna say yes, I'm not gonna say no. Mm-hmm. Let me see how the flow goes with with the cage on you. And once I saw how he behaved wearing the cage, it got me really excited and it got all about Jesus flowing, right? <laughs> and then I was more open to to the idea of it. Basically, just give it a chance. Okay, so let me ask you. You you say when you saw how he behaved, can you kind of go into a little bit of detail about that? Like, how did he behave? How did he change? I would be the center of his universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was completely focused on me. Um, He he basically worships me, and I'm basically an attention whore for my husband. I love the attention. Um, it, it's made our relationship so much stronger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's just seeing how into he is. And so, it's, yeah, it's really awesome. <laughs> now, I'm, 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 I'm guessing that he always pays a lot of attention to you. But it's he just does. when he's caged, it, it just goes to another level? Yes. Fantastic. A completely different level, yeah. Okay. So um, as far as you guys know where you are now, what type of material is his cage? Is it have a metal cage, plastic, silicone? It's a steel one. Um, in the beginning, it was hard to actually find the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had multiple cages. And the one that he has now, he can easily be in it for a long period of time. Right. 
um, because it fits them perfectly. Now, is it uh, just like an off-the-shelf, or did you guys go with a custom-made cage? No, it's custom. Okay, so you have a custom. And how long has he had uh, a custom-made cage? I believe it's about three years now. Yeah, it's a while. Okay. We, we started... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, we started this actually just after um, we started the cuckolding mm-hmm. lifestyle. Okay. So you said that because of the custom one, he can wear it uh, longer. How long do you typically keep him locked? Like what's, I guess, average for you? So it, it basically depends what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, he's locked 24-7. Um, it depends on my mood, what's going on in our lives. Like if I'm seeing a bull, if it's the time of my month, like right. if, if he was good, if he was annoying me, I, he would stay in the cage longer. <laughs> if he was good, I would let him out. So um, there's a lot of factors. But he sleeps with it. Um, he he's he's almost always in it, and then I just let him out every now and again, depending on my mood. Okay, so because like I said I've I've been talking to you guys for a while now, and I know that you like to travel. So I'm just kind of curious, how do you handle <laughs> travel? Like, do you yeah, do you so... unlock him before you travel? Does he wear a plastic one during travel? Like, how do you handle travel? No, he takes it off, and as soon as he gets through security, he has to go to the bathroom and put it back on. So it will be an uncomfortable conversation if uh, they open his bag to to go through it, Mm -hmm. but um, he'll just have to try to explain that one. So when he takes it off to go through security, where does he keep it? Is it in his bag? In his luggage, yes. Okay, and then it's so... Does he not wear it from, like, the house or the office to the airport? Or does he take it off, like, in the car? Like, when does he actually remove it before going through security? So, at home. So, take it off at home. And then, as soon as we get to the other side where, where we land, mm-hmm. he, he'll just try to put it back on. Okay, so he won't put it on before the flight leaves. I thought you meant, like, you go through security and then he would go and put it on and wear it during the flight. Yes. So he wears it during the flight? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, do you, just kind of curious, with Bennett, you have a metal cage. Does he have a spare key, like just in case of emergency key, or do he you, has do you have one. Key? Um, there, there is a spare key. Um, Basically, he tells me if it's an emergency, like he has a workshop, he'll be able to get it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I've caught him before trying to find my key. Um, that was uh, that, that's for a whole nother episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he's very good at keeping it on and he knows the rules. Mm-hmm. And also he doesn't want to disappoint me, right? Because it's there's a reason why we're doing this. Right. If he's just going to take it off, then I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we we both wanted so much, and he enjoys being locked up in, in his capacity. He right. really does. 
He Re- feels naked without it. Really? So he, he would much rather have it on than off? Oh, yeah. What's the longest yeah. you've ever kept him caged? Like continuously? Um, couple of weeks. With the, with uh, the, with like no October breaks? now. Yeah, like oh, okay. it's supposed to be like two and a half weeks now. Um, yeah, he can go for a really long time. The only thing is if he starts to annoy me because he starts getting into my personal space and he gets needy and whiny, <laughs> that is when I think maybe I should let him out, mm-hmm. let him have, a, have an orgasm just to bring him down a little bit because his He's in a very high space. Um, but then as soon as I let him out and he comes, then I regret letting him out because then I don't get my attention that mm-hmm. I got the day before. I find that really interesting that you're able to, like, so easily, I guess, manipulate him through his cage, yeah. you know, as far as, okay, your energy is too high. Let me, you know, let me... L- let you come a little bit and it kind of brings them back down and you know how you're able to see those kind of drastic swings in, in his behavior all based on, (laughs) you know, just him uh, being caged. I find that actually rather fascinating. Um, So when did you get to the point where, hold on one second. So when did you get to the point where, you said to yourself, you know, hey, I really, really like this. Like when you really started to kind of like to get off on it yourself. Um, I think it is. I think it was when when I just realized that we are getting so much more out of our marriage. Mm-hmm. There's no arguing. There's no fighting. It's like, baby, I need this, or I, I want to do this. It's not an argument. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, sure, baby, whatever you want, right? He's just so focused on me. Um, I'm like, I feel honored that I am doing this with him, and it wasn't another woman, right? Because I was the first that did this with him so I love that too like everything we do together it's it's a new experience and we just we we love the high and we both get off of it wonderful wonderful uh now do you have any friends in your life who know that this is something that you guys are into yeah um so a while back like Ace is very um, active online, and I am not. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of online friends. So I thought it was a good idea to actually tell one of my vanilla friends of exactly what we are into. Um, they were shocked. <laughs> I can imagine. But they were so intrigued. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where they came over to our house for dinner and we had other cages in our bedroom that didn't fit him properly. And our vanilla friends actually left with one of Ace's old cages to go try it at home. Mm-hmm. So 
is they know about it. And then we also have a swinger couple um, that we see every now and again. And they also know exactly what, what we are in. Now, did that person wind up getting into it themselves? <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> I don't think it was for them. Um, I think he tried it maybe twice, mm-hmm. and then that was it. It's, it's not for everyone, right? No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let me so, ask you, not, what, goes, that's okay. what goes through your mind when you look at the man you love and the man who loves you, you know, more than life itself, and you see him with his, his, his dick in a cage. Like, what does that do for you? How does that make you feel? Well, it's very empowering for me, right? Because my my husband is a alpha man. Mm-hmm. And for him to just completely be so, like, all of his guards are down. He's um, he makes me be in control of all of his orgasms, everything at home because he trusts and loves me so much. Mm-hmm. Like when I see his face, he he's in heaven. He he genuinely loves it and he craves it. So obviously, I want to give that to him. Um, it makes me happy him happy. People seeing this from the outside will never get it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's true. <laughs> no, I've, I've definitely seen that look on, on Cuck's faces before, so I'm glad that you're, you know, able to kind of come on and, and help explain that to, you know, to other people. So when he's caged, <laughs> uh, do, you, do you ever tease him? <laughs> um, all the time. Um, so I would do simple things like when I get dressed in the morning, I will walk around naked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, simple things like that. Um, I would text my bulls in front of him. Um, I would go on dates without him. Like we do dates with Kaki or without Kaki. Mm-hmm. Um, but that drives him crazy as well. Um, you know why? I like holding his cage at night because he is a he snores big time, and as soon as he starts snoring, I would just squeeze his balls. And <laughs> in, I don't in think his I've ever cage, heard that before. <laughs> yes, and I swear to God, he actually stops snoring immediately, okay. yeah, and it I mean, works. I guess a, you know, sharp squeeze and, of balls would stop you from snoring. <laughs> I don't know if that method is going to catch on commercially, but... <laughs> hey, it works. Mm-hmm. And also, you know what? Like, he he wakes up and he loves it because he's immediately aroused. Um, and then we have my morning lift, which um, every morning he makes me coffee, and instead of me setting my alarm, he would just do like a gentle, soft lick. I will tell him if I want to come or not. Mm-hmm. And poor man is dying in his cage because he can touch it, just 
he's sick, but nothing's going to happen. Right. And in the entire day that he is at work, he is texting me a hundred times. <laughs> just things like, I cannot get you out of my head. This morning was amazing. I can't wait to do it again tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's just always he, aroused. And he does this every morning. And every morning, his level of enthusiasm is equally as high. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when he's caged, you know, like, okay, obviously you have teasing, but do you ever, mm-hmm. like, play with him? Like, is there anything sexual that you do with him while he's caged or that you like doing with him while he's caged? Um, as a treat, I would pay them every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really enjoys that. And he'll often say to me, see, um, I, I was really good this week. Um, as a treat, can you do that? So I do that. Mm-hmm. And just for um, my listeners that didn't hear, I don't know if they were able to hear, you said you, you like to peg him. Yes. Okay. That's nice. Um, and also another thing that he's really into is, uh, I, I will lick him while he's caged. I will. I, there is a way for me to suck on his balls and everywhere when he's caged. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he he gets quite turned on when I just kick him mm-hmm. between his legs. Now, um, just to give people an idea, when you say kick him, are you talking about like both of you standing up in a full swing or are you talking about maybe you sitting on the couch with your legs crossed and kind of a, a short kick? Like how much of a backswing are you getting into this? <laughs> <laughs> so he's no, he's normally on his knees. Mm-hmm. And when I kick him once the, or the first time, it's always unexpected. And then a cage will hurt my foot. Right. So then I tell him to lift the cage. Um, so I, I go pretty hard, mm-hmm. um, but he loves it. If I, I, I wouldn't be doing it if, if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then again, he's so around and turned on where he's kissing my feet, licking my feet, um, massaging my feet because he's so turned on. So, yeah. Okay. He loves that. <laughs> so you like to definitely make sure that he feels it. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. What has been something that has surprised you about caging him that was totally unexpected? Like, Yeah, you know what? Like I said, I, I didn't know all of this existed. So at first, Whenever I try something, I think it's weird. I'm like, you know, I I I couldn't see how this would make a guy happy. Mm-hmm. But seeing how happy he is, and even if I do let him out for a quick come, or I'm horny and I, I want to have sex with with my husband, he is the one that goes to the bathroom. He puts the cage back on and he brings me the key. I don't even need to ask. That is how committed he is to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel that we have a fantastic marriage and uh, we love each other so much. And I think this has 
honestly brought us closest together. And just to kind of help my listeners who may be not familiar with, with chastity understand it, how do you feel like it's brought you closer together? It is amazing being your your khaki's center of attention. Like his dick is locked up. I control his orgasms. He he doesn't even think of another woman. Mm-hmm. He, I am in his head 24-7, where it comes to a point where you have to go, okay, slow down, slow down. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Relax, relax, right? Because it's so emotional for them mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you, you have to bring them down a little bit, but they are in a in a different world and you are just the center of it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love hearing that. Okay. Does he ever complain or pester you while he is locked up? And if so, <laughs> how do you deal with it? Yeah. Um, when he's locked for maybe, I would say, two, just over two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's when his emotions um they get really high and intense, and he can start getting a little bit annoying um getting to my personal space because he wants to hold me the whole time right he just right? gets like overly affectionate yes, he wants to touch me, he wants to rub and kiss my feet he wants to massage me, which I love all of that, don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but there's a ton and a place for everything right. if we're making dinner and our friends are waiting in a different room like it's not the, the right time you know what I mean right? No, absolutely. So, absolutely so it's he's good now where I just I, I have to give him a in talking to like now it's not the time and place copy mm-hmm. and then he knows exactly what i mean and he just goes i'm sorry baby i'm sorry i'm sorry and it's done then we move on so um he knows okay um he and he knows what i'm thinking too he can tell by my face right if he's too much he needs to just calm down a bit right okay so um do you ever feel sorry for him when he's caged no (laughs) that's such a beautiful answer (laughs) you didn't think about it at all (laughs) no definitely no that's fantastic he loves it okay all right uh so this is gonna be the final question because like I said, I, I, this is going to be a compilation of people talking. So I have to be mindful of, of the time. So two-part question. What do you enjoy the most about caging him? And that's any aspect. Like what is your favorite part of caging him? And then what is your least favorite part? Like something that you you have to deal with because you're caging him. But if you could, you would do that a lot less, or you would deal with that a lot less? Hey, what I love the most is um, I work long hours. He gets home before me, and dinner is ready. 
I have a glass of wine waiting at the front door. Um, you can really have to be a gentleman. So um, simple things like putting my coat on, taking my coat off. Um, all of these things is always on the top of his head because he knows that is what I love, mm-hmm. right? And that is what I want my cousin to be. He is good, by the way. Um, something is just that is a little bit too much is when he gets into that personal space, like I said before, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe we can work on that. Um, it's just a behavior. The two of us can find a way to to make it not as annoying for me. Um, but you know what? I'm sure in in ten years I'm gonna think of this conversation and say, you know what? It wasn't really that bad. Well, I mean that, that so, that's kind of a wonderful thing. If that's the most negative thing to it is that he gets too affectionate. Like if that's as bad yeah. as it gets, then Sounds pretty fantastic. It is. It is. Besides that, honestly, it's it, it's awesome. There's, besides that one little thing where you just get too emotional sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's only when it's locked up for a very long time. Um, besides that, life is good. <laughs> Okay, now there is one question that I forgot to ask, and I do kind of want to slip it in there because I want to make sure that I ask everybody this question. When he's caged and he has to pee, does he pee stand? Does he try to pee standing up or does he sit down and pee? He always does. And do you kind of chuckle when you see him sitting down to pee? Oh, <laughs> um, no. Not really. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I don't chuckle. No, because that way I know he's not making a mess anyway, so it's even better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Z. Well, I want to thank you very much for your candor. Thank you for coming on and and, and talking about the role that that chastity plays in in your marriage, in your relationship, in your cuckold dynamic. Um, Is there anything that you want to say before we close this out? Well, I thank you very much for this past. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope for anyone out there that really wants to experiment, just give it a go. You have nothing to lose. Just give it a go. Fantastic. Well, you've been a wonderful guest, and I look forward to people uh, hearing what you have to say. Your accent is fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And again, thank you very much. And uh, I'm your host, Michael C., and stay tuned for the next segment. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. As many of you know, I'm currently working on my special October episode. And for uh, this year's celebration, what I'm doing is I'm talking to the wives, the key holders, and finding out what it is about chastity that, that they enjoy so much, what it is that excites them about it. And my guest today is someone who's no stranger to my show. You've, you know, she's been on here before, uh, the lovely Anne, uh, wife of James. Uh, won't you say hi to everybody? Good morning, everyone. Fantastic, fantastic. So just to kind of uh, give everyone a, a, a reminder, how long have you and James been married, and how long has cuckolding been a part of your dynamic? We have been married for... 
32 years, and cuckolding has been a part of our dynamic for for about five years. And in the true sense of cuckolding, uh, realizing the definition, uh, about five years. Okay. Now, uh, the first question I want to ask you about as far as chastity goes is, there was a time where or when you knew absolutely nothing about chastity at all. And then something happened, and then one day, bang, it was on your radar. Either you saw something or he brought it up or what have you. Tell me about the very first time it was brought to your attention. Well, um, when we first discovered cuckolding or the definition of cuckolding, when we were doing our research, we came across the cuckoldmarriage.info website. And that has been a great resource for us in just understanding and learning and listening to other stories. And I'm guessing it was about three years ago, we read an article on chastity. And typically, um, I can't remember who read it first, because James and I read, you know, on Saturday mornings, drink our coffee and get caught up on a lot of our favorite websites and things. And um, we came across an article on chastity and that's where the whole thing came up. And it's just like, you know, I liked that idea from the get go. I like having control and the denial aspect of coupling really um, is something that I can relate to and I love about it. And Mm -hmm. so it didn't take long for us to, through a lot of the discussion on CEM, we discovered which device to get first and you know we just took it one step at a time so um yeah it was we've been really fortunate because through this whole marriage our dynamic has been pretty much a joint discovery it's never been one you know trying to prod the other one we've been really fortunate that way Mm -hmm. i don't know that that's the case with others so so um, you didn't have to be, basically, you didn't have to be sold on the idea at all. Like from the very moment you were made aware of no. it, it, something about it resonated with you. Yes. Yes. Now, were, were you more enthusiastic about it than he was? Or do you feel like you guys were kind of on the same page with Chastity from the beginning? You know, I think we were on the same page. I might have in the back of my mind, it's like, are you sure kind of thing, but, um, you know, we took it and he wears it longer now than he used to, but um, I love the idea of having him locked up when I have a date. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that he can't touch himself. We had a, or my, one of my very first overnights, I went to meet a bull in San Francisco, and I think I talked about it on one of our episodes, but we didn't have a cage at that point. And you know, he felt a lot of angst and he had to confess to me that he did masturbate while I was away. And so he was punished. Mm-hmm. How did you punish um, him? I pegged him. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> when you got started, when you very first uh-huh. got started, uh, your, his first cage, was it steel, plastic, silicone? What was it? What material was it? It was the plastic. I think it's like the CB3000. I can't remember the exact number, but the CB was the brand. Mm -hmm. And it was actually surprisingly very comfortable for him. Um, The first one we got was pink. I just thought I got to choose. I chose the color. I selected it. Um, We both 
kind of went through the website and um, this particular model was kind of a, it was very comfortable. I think he was surprised at how comfortable it was. Um, so, you know, he would wear it for a period of days. I mean, there was really no, at the time, no particular, uh, he always for sure, at the beginning, he for sure was always locked up before I had a date. Mm-hmm. Um, always in cage, always caged. Um, and then sometimes I would, after my date, I would unlock him and then, you know, tell him about my date and maybe give him a hand drop. But I don't always do that now. You know, it just depends on the situation, really. But he's always caged when I have, when I'm meeting a bull. Okay. Now, you got started on plastic. The cage that he wears currently, does he still wear plastic or have you changed materials? No, we found a steel cage that we really like. It's through House of Denial. It's out of the UK. It's not custom, but it fits very nicely, and it was pretty reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, he started out with one size, and I think what happens is you go, it was a little large, and so then um, he ordered the small, and it was really too small, and he'll put it on occasionally, but he's a big guy, and I mean, in a tall, and there was something proportionate. It just looked off. Um, and then he ordered a medium, and the medium seems to be perfect. He can wear that for several days. And he's had it on for about a month. Right now, we're, he's um, been, you know, the entire month of October, except we had to go <laughs> to a football game where they have metal detectors, oh, so wow. he took it off. <laughs> I unlocked <laughs> He's not ready to be like called out when there's hundreds, thousands of people waiting behind you to get through. Oh, no, absolutely. But, um, you know, my plan, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to release it, but he's had it on since the beginning of the month for sure. Actually, I believe mid September, say my last, I had a date in mid late September, and he had it on, and he's pretty much had it on ever. I haven't taken it off except Mm -hmm. for a couple of football games where he needed to remove it. And, you know, it's like it's almost the end of the month, so let's celebrate yeah, properly. And <laughs> keep, keep. <laughs> but because of, because of the construction of it and the design, it doesn't smell like it stays very clean. You know, that mm-hmm. was the problem with the plastic one that you, for hygiene, you just couldn't, you couldn't keep it on. I think there's been... You know, it gets really, it's, the weather's getting nice here, but we do a lot of our own yard maintenance and yard work and stuff. And so it would get hot and he would rash. Occasionally he would have to remove it. But this month he has not taken it off. So. Okay. So when he is caged, uh, where do you, first of all, do you wear the key on your person or do you keep it in a drawer or something? Oh, no, no, no. It's around my neck. I mean, I can hear it. I'm trying to jangle it. Um, I have like this fine, thin kind of cable, and I have the key, and I have this kind of queen of spades, a very simple medallion that I really like. It's very, you know, subtle, but I think nice design. So I wear that. Actually, I wear that in a smaller key. The key for this um, cage that he has on is pretty large, Mm -hmm. and so I have that in my wallet at all times. And then he, there's another one in his possession. Like if there was an emergency, right. Right. Like if, the emergency for any thing. reason, but yeah, but, um, because it's so big 
and it's not as doesn't look as classy. <laughs> I um, don't always wear that one, um, but I do like. But I always wear a key. And I was at with my family um, just last. I had the key on the entire time. No one said a word. It's like <laughs> I. I don't. I don't. There's no reason to hide it. I wear it when I work out. I used to originally. I was like kind of nervous. Like I don't want anyone to see it when I do certain exercises mm-hmm. and. Now I don't even care. I used to like, okay, well, I have it on my watch band. This feels kind of sexy and devious, but no one can see it. And so now I'm just like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And if, if they asked, you know, something's locked up at home. I mean, (laughs) something's locked up at home. (laughs) <laughs> which it's the truth it's not why <laughs> okay so uh, yeah this next question actually is two questions and I, okay. I, w- I want you to take me back in in time a little bit and to kind of put yourself in the frame of mind the very first time like okay you 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 and your husband are discussing chastity you're excited about it you read about it you're ready to do it so you mm-hmm. go out there and you get a cage for the first time two mm-hmm. questions the very first time you saw him with his cage on and you're looking at Mm -hmm. the love of your life, your best friend, the father of your children, and his dick is in a cage for you. Mm -hmm. What did that feel like? Like, what do you remember about what you were feeling and what was going through your mind as you were looking at him for that first time? I felt a sense of empowerment. And I felt love and appreciation and for him. So it was really two things. I loved that I had control of him and I loved him, you know, for doing it. Just, you know, the affection mm-hmm. was just that much greater, was that much greater. Okay. So that makes sense. Oh no, absolutely. Kind of like a, it absolutely does. So now building on that, the first time you saw your reflection in the mirror and you saw his key around your neck, what do you remember about that? Like seeing yourself wearing it. Um, I don't know if I really remember that particular moment, but I, I know wearing the key, it was very titillating to me to have that key on, especially if I was going out for a date or meeting a bowl for a drink or, or something, you know, just having that on, there was just something very sexy and arousing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, that sense of empowerment, control over him, um, but in a loving way, you know, I just, and also I'm always hoping you just never know um, when you meet a bull for the first time, you're having a drink. It's typically, I like to, unless I'm traveling, I like to meet them alone you know, are they really interested in your cuckolding dynamic or do they just want white pussy? You know, they don't care. Right. right. And so it's also wondering what their reaction is going to be. I like the ones who are totally into it and appreciate me for who I am and that, you know, that empowered piece of me. Um, Now, so I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't, it was all positive. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Well, as long as as long as it made you feel good. Now, yeah. When he is caged, how do uh-huh. you like to tease him? Like, and when I say tease, what I'm talking about is when 
when you're doing something with the direct intention of making him uncomfortable, whether it's making him squirm or distracting him, just basically just toying with him. Like what ways do you like to toy with him? A lot of it is with words. You know, it's when we're very, when we're intimate, we're intimate all the time in bed and uh, talking to him and kissing him and telling him about, you know, my date or who I'm going to be with next. And um, just describing words, describing what happened. And um, that just is, you know, the mind does wonderful things for you. And just seeing him as well, just by my words, but also, you know, when we're in bed and, you know, I love licking his cage and, you know, there are times where I'll straddle it or um, I'll put a dildo between his legs and he'll be caged and I'll sit on the dildo. You know, there's all sorts of things that, um, you know, that I, how I tease him, mm-hmm. um, you know, just last night we were talking and he's like, Oh God, I can feel my, my penis square. I can feel my penis is moving. Like wasn't getting necessarily hard, but he could feel that movement. Like it was just, it was working. You know, I don't do I don't do anything intentionally. It's like, okay, I'm going to make you do this today. I try, everything is just very organic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no script. Um, but I do feel because we talk so much, I think, and I've heard this with other couple dresses and other couples is now that we are, you know, in this dynamic, our conversations are so candid and it doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be in bed. Could be, I had a date last week, just a quick, a good friend was in town and we fucked before I got in the car and I told him about it in the car on the way, you know, in detail mm-hmm. of how things went and he was getting aroused. I know he was, but that was without even, that's without touching him. That's just with my words. Right. Um, so it's, does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. Now, do you ever, do yeah. you ever text him and tease him? Like do you ever tease him over a text message? Yeah, sometimes I do. Uh-huh. Um, I, I text him. Well, we work, from, we both work from home, so mm-hmm. it's not like I'm texting him at the office. Right. <laughs> I have texted him. Like if I have, I have one bowl here that is, you know, really good friend. I've known him for about 10 years and sometimes I'll text James, you know, when he's here or, um, text him on waiting or, or that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I'm not into the, I don't humiliate. I'm like, just, I tease mm-hmm. and it's all in good fun and good, you know, with, with the most, utmost sincere intentions. Okay. Now so. with regards to length of time, what's the longest you've ever uh, kept him locked up? I, right. I think he's in his longest period currently, presently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been over a month. It's been about a month today with, you know, the lock up during the game. So what was that? Two or three hours or something, you know, whatever the game, four hours maybe. And I think there were two October games. Um, so I think that started about, you know, late September, mid September. So he's, 
been a, quite a while. Okay. So this is the longest, longest period right now. Okay. So you said it's been about since like mid-September, right? Yeah, it's the same as September, yes. Okay. So when you started caging him, how long did it take for you to see a change in his behavior? And what were those changes that you saw? Um, I'm trying to think. He was calmer. I think he was more calm, more patient. Um, I think he was is happier. I know, believe it or not, I think he and he loves it. He loves the feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's a turn on. It, you know, the pleasure is from the angst that he gets and the, my denial over him. Bottom line, mm-hmm. and he's I think he's he's a much happier person. He's much more patient, and um, I noticed it right away. And I feel like we have a better. I know we are just more open, and we talk so much more. Mm-hmm. It's not just talking about it; it's real. He's caged. He's he's denied. Um, so. And at this all positive at this stage of your relationship now, would if mm-hmm. I were to ask him if he's more comfortable caged or not being caged, like do you think his preference now is to be caged? Like when he's not caged, is he thinking about being caged? He's much more comfortable being caged. He's he's said that. Mm-hmm. He's he's come out and said that you know several times. So yeah, he's. I think it must be this cage we have, um, but I think just he feels make he feels he feels at ease. He feels good. He um, is happy, and um, I can't believe it or not. I can't imagine him not being caged mm-hmm. for any length of time. For any, it's not to say I'm not going to remove his cage. Right, right. Give him a hand and do something. But I can't, um, I left town and I'm like, you better have that key on you in case there's an emergency. <laughs> you need to remove it. Um, cause you know, we were, cause we're not separated that often. So, um, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. you mentioned earlier about, uh, about pegging. So when he's caged and this, this is different from teasing because when you tease, mm-hmm it's not like you're really trying to get any kind of physical gratification from it. It's just mainly just tormenting him. Yeah. This, but I mean, it's titillating to me. So oh, I get physical gratification. I oh, mean, no, no, I get turned on. I mean, yeah. No, saying is that, but, oh, I see what you're saying. Right. There's, there's, there's a different question that I was about to ask. And that is oh, when oh. he's caged, how do you like to play with him? Like where it's, where it's mutually with the enjoyment. Whereas like I said, teasing is just, okay, let me mess with him. Whereas playing yeah. is, okay, let's have some fun together and get off, and I want you to get me off, and I'm going to find some way to get you off. Like you had mentioned pegging. Like pegging is a way that you well, play with him as he's caged. Yeah, what other ways that, do you like to play with him? Pegging is more like um, punishment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do that often, but I love, um, you know, playing with his ass and, um, you know, playing with his penis. Um, when it's not caged, I've been trying to milk him, you know, working on that. Um, 
you know, just licking, sucking his licking his balls, you know, sucking his balls, maybe playing with his ass, um, uh, doing everything except, on you know, letting his penis enter me. Um, obviously, when it's caged, he can't do that. But if he is uncaged for whatever reason, um, you know, he doesn't. He's not allowed to come in me mm-hmm. or put his penis in me, and he's not allowed to go down on me unless he asks permission or I ask him to. It's just something that he's can't do unless he's asked to do that, or sometimes he'll ask. And if I say no, I'm not into it. No, not today. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Okay, now you said he's not permitted to be inside of you. When did that start? Like, how long have you been... been doing that particular way? I would say probably for the last three or four years. I think initially, like five years ago, when we got started, occasionally he would enter me, like, say it, it was hard finding bulls, and, you know, I'm like, I need a real person. But I would say in the last, I'd say five years ago when we started, maybe he was in me, but I would say it's been about three or four years since he's actually his penis has been inside of me, but you have to understand I'm very good with my hands. <laughs> so I've and now, <laughs> oh, oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have some skill and I'm getting better. And, um, so he doesn't need to be inside me. I mean, he was, you know, it was now looking back. Um, I see where, why I am where I am today, you know, looking back. Mm-hmm. So. And so him not being inside you, that actually started before you guys started experimenting and playing with chastity, right? Right. Okay. So how has, like, how has him being caged affected, if at all, but just how has it affected uh, the level of intimacy that you guys share or is there even a difference? I don't think there's much of a difference. I mean, I think that we're just as passionate and even more passionate. Maybe I think the kissing and caressing and that much is that much more intense. I mm-hmm. mean, we've always been that, you know, the minute we like laid hands on each other or kissed, there was an instant chemistry. Um, and that hasn't changed at all. If anything, it's as intense, if not more. Okay. Now, has he ever worn his cage in the presence of of one of your bulls? Yes. Um, I mean, early on, uh, um, we haven't early on, yes. Um, but lately, I haven't had him, like, we've been with a bull, um, and he's been there, and he's been caged, but he's had his clothes on. Mm-hmm. I haven't had him, like, strip down and, like, walk around in his cage. And But, you know, that's not to say it, that's not going to happen. It just hasn't happened in a long time. When it first started, there were a few times here at our home where a bull would come over, and um, he would be in his cage, or he'd be in a robe in his cage, and he'd serve this around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. The tree was up, and it was really fun, but... Um, 
lately we, I haven't, I know you see that in videos and you see other couples and, you know, the husbands are around, you know, in the room caged or in their panties. That, that hasn't, we haven't had that yet. And that's not to say it won't happen, but it's something that we had, um, one of our bulls, you know him, we were in, met in downtown LA and we blindfolded him, but we didn't make him take his clothes off. Mm-hmm. So he was in the room. I mean, he was caged with his clothes. We chose to, we chose to just let him keep his clothes on right. and just blindfold him. Okay. So I'm curious, is that something that you make a conscious decision as far as saying, okay, I'm not going to let my bull see my cuck in his cage. Like, is that something that you decide that you're not going to do? And if so, no. I'd be curious to hear why, like why you wouldn't facilitate that to make it happen. Like, what is it about it, that situation that makes you prefer your cuck to not have his cage being visible? I don't prefer one way or the other. It just, mm-hmm. it, it all depends on the, it all depends on the setting and the situation and what my bull and I decide. I think it depends. I, there's no definition. There's no script. Right. And that's what's fun about our, our dynamic. We don't, it's not like, it's a little bit different. Things happen just a little bit differently every time. And that's what keeps him on his toes, if you will, because he has no idea what's going to happen. Um, we had, for instance, um, this one bull that I met, and I've been with him a few times, a couple times now. The second time, you know, we met for drinks. You know, all the three of us met for drinks. And then I took my bull up to the room. James stayed in the lobby. And then I, I didn't send him one picture. I didn't send him anything. And then afterwards, we had a certain time. It was, I don't know, the bull had a business trip and it had to leave. But we were all going to get dinner together. So we all... The two of us come down, I tap him on the shoulder, and it's like, let's get dinner. And that was pretty hot because you know that the bartender and the waitress wondered what the heck was going on. Right, right. Like, (laughs) so that was. It's always kind of funny to see what you can get away with. (laughs) And that might not be a turn on to some, but he had no idea. And then the time when he was blindfolded, he was coming up to the room. I think he thought he was going to watch and maybe take his clothes off. He had no idea he was going to be blindfolded. That was totally, it was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And then I had did something different another time. And it wasn't, I didn't plan it. It was just, it just like, Oh, you know, come on up. And I'm going to see if I can squeeze this cum onto your caged penis. And this was after the bull had left. Right. You know, just, it's like, it, it all changes. And I think it just depends on, I like to have a good time and um, I think it just, you know, I think it all depends. I might be with a bull who is, who has gotten to know us and really understands our dynamic. Mm -hmm. And then maybe he's like, you know, I'd really love him here and I'd love him to see him in his cage. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine, but he's not allowed to be in bed with us or touch me. He has, you know, I might say, look, I don't want him around when I'm, I don't share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> especially with him. Right. I share. Right. I mean, but I take videos. Like I have a, this really neat little iPad stand. And so I put it up and put it on video and, you know, I do the audio. And so I can pretty much relive everything with him. 
So, um, but it, it, I'll keep you posted. There's no <laughs> rhyme or there's no uh, there's no script there's no script in our no, I hear dynamic. You. Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, has there been anything about this whole chastity journey that you've been on that has surprised you, like in a good way, like something that was like an unexpected consequence. Like when you started this, the thought of this happening never even crossed your mind. I guess the thought that it's, he's so comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's so comfortable being caged. Like he, he loves it. That is the thing that I love about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, you know, he loves it. And that's, I surprised, I guess it didn't, I don't know that it surprised me, but it's something that it's, it's real and it's us and it's very comfortable and natural. And I think maybe that's the most surprising thing that it is so comfortable. And I can't imagine it any other way. Like maybe 10 years ago, I, I mean, we had a pretty, for the two of us, you know, we were very physical. I mean, we had sex, but got to the point where we were just masturbating on each other and I was doing what I can't could to get off on his penis. And, but it was constant. There was a constant and for us to be where we are today and it feeling so much better is really fantastic. Okay. Now, has he ever, has he ever, even from the beginning, has he ever complained while wearing his cage, while being locked up? Never. Not about discomfort Never. or anything? Well, he's had, you know, there's been some issues, you know, discomfort where, um, you know, whether something, I think the last cage, well, the size that he has now is perfect, but the other one, if it's too big, it can rub and chase. Mm-hmm. And so that would be the only complaint is if, He's never complained that, oh, it's too tight because I'm aroused. That's the whole point. You know, it's if he's had complained, it was more of a physical complaint of a rash developing or something. Right. That would be it. Never has never been whiny or complained or anything like that. Okay. Here's the question that I enjoy asking um, all the wives from the beginning up till now, have you ever felt sorry for him while he was caged? Like, did you ever have a moment where you were like, Oh, you know, like, did you feel bad for him at all? Have you ever? No, no. <laughs> so it, it's just no. funny. No, it's just funny. Cause the, and you'll hear it when you actually hear the episode, every wife answers that question in such a definitive way. Like, there's no hesitation in the way they answer that question. It's like, no. Like, they don't, there, there's no pity, like, at all from any of the wives. And I just, I just, it makes me chuckle when, when I hear it. Like, like, it's just funny. Like, when you, when you hear them all answer it when the episode is released, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it just cracks me up every time because, <laughs> like, they love it so much. Because, it's like, no, I, I don't feel sorry well, for them at all. I mean. I mean, if anything, like five years ago or so, when we're really like in like, it's like, aha, the aha moment. Oh, we are a coupled couple. I mean, it was, you know, we discussed the progression and all that, but like, are you sure? You know, my, my question is, are you sure? <laughs> um, 
and you know, it, it, to myself, it's like, okay, this is someone who, you know, his penis would get hard and, you know, this is beforehand and we would, he would insert it and we'd get off, you know, cause we both need to orgasm and we'd figure it out. But, um, that was like, are you sure? Cause you know, once you have the beautiful black cock, there's no going back, mm-hmm. you, you know, the old thing. And, um, but yeah, he's happy as can be like, he's doesn't need, you know, women, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's content and I love it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Last question is what is it that you enjoy the most about caging him? I, you know, I, what I love the most is, and I think I've mentioned this is just, him, me denying him and just the empowerment I have over him. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that the most. And I also love the way his penis looks in a cage. I just think it. So aesthetically, he's it, got it, a little, you really enjoy it. It looks, it, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> this one he has now is my, the one he has now is my favorite. I like it because the locking mechanism is integral. You don't have this padlock that like, if I wanted to like, rub on it or grind on it. You know, I don't have this lock in the way. Um, I just love the way it looks mm-hmm. aesthetically and um, gives them a little substance. And I think it's fun. Like, we, you know, we work out, go to the gym like three times a week and you can't really see it, but sometimes you can. And I love that. And I remember he got some new jeans and he went to try them on. And this one pair, he's like, oh, this, these feel so good over my cage. There was a little bit of, you know, um, stretch in them, not a lot, but just enough that had some give. He's like, ah, these feel, God, these jeans feel great with my cage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so just that, that all, it was great. Um, so yeah. And if, if I don't unlock them, I know November 9th is the game. We'll have to unlock them that evening, but you know, for right now, um, I'll see where I feel. I see. I'll see what I feel like next week. On Wonderful. November November one, November first is we'll, we'll determine what happens. <laughs> well, I want to wish you both a happy October, and I want to thank you very much for you know finding the time to come on here and talk about your you know uh, your love of chastity and like I said, I'm I'm really excited about this episode getting out there and because you don't really really get to hear women talking about this very often. You know, so to hear all of these different perspectives when everyone has pretty much been asked the same questions. So hearing the different ways that the wives answer the questions, I think people are going to find really fascinating. And I'm looking forward to to everybody hearing that. So I want to thank you uh, for, like I said, for making the time to come on the show. You know, you've you've been on here a number of times and I always love having you as a guest. And, um, you know, give my best to James. (laughs) I I sure think Thanks, Michael. I really enjoyed it. And um, I look forward to hearing the other women as well. So good luck pulling this together and um, we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you very much. And to my listeners, I want to thank you. Of course, as always, I am your host, Michael C. And I will see you soon. Thank you.